flying too high up on my little old sky, so I'm moving on. See you later, Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast, an Allison Rosen fan podcast. We are your hosts, Lisa Lowry and... Raphael, a.k.a. the best friend to all the best friends. Amen. This week, we will talk about the Monday episode with Greg Fitzsimmons, his eighth visit, and the very sad Thursday show, Jenna and Al's farewell show, Allison Spartrutch Otters, who bring it. But first, little Rafi and I need to welcome our very special guest tonight, birthday girl, Kelly. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Happy birthday. Thank you for joining us on your special occasion. Thank you very much. This is a great way to end the day. Oh, yay. You know what? I want to catch up with you for two Two seconds. Okay, so the last time we talked, you were about to move from San Diego Mm -hmm. to Iowa. Tell me how you're doing. The move went well. Just kind of living. (laughs) My husband, my baby, and I were living at my in-laws' house, which is actually not that bad. And we are looking for houses. It's going okay. Um, House hunting can suck a dick, but otherwise, it's going well. A big old bag of dicks. That's right. So, how are you enjoying the weather change? I It's quite nice. Uh, I like the, basically I like the change in weather. Some days it's beautiful and sunny. Other days like today, it's just nonstop storms. I like variety. Uh, San Diego was beautiful, but it was the same all the time. Yeah, San Diego's rough. It's, I feel like it's either warm or hot. Correct. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever been there when it's got a chill or anything that I can remember. My grandparents live there, but it's still, it's pretty warm. Yeah, I lived there for, gosh, uh, nine years. And I can count on one hand the times that I was like, gosh, it's really cold here. Oh my gosh, that's rough. I mean, it's basically Mexico. True. It's northern Mexico. Yes. Well, I'm glad that you're happily moved and hopefully you'll find a house soon. I would also like to welcome best gift giver, Jay Inslee. Welcome, Jay. Hi, thanks. It sounds really dirty, though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All the before the recording talk sounded a little dirtier than that, but yeah. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. I might have to dig it up and uh, put it in right here. Oh, (laughs) that sounded bad, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oop, wrong way. (laughs) That happens a lot. (laughs) Oh, yeah? <clears throat> Never mind. <laughs> Listen, zero sleep for the most part, folks, so it's going to get crazy. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, hi, everybody. It's good to see you all. So glad that you could join us. Let's start off with a few shout-outs. Uh, number one, I wanted to, to shout-out to Kelly. Happy birthday. And I don't think you can say happy birthday enough, so happy birthday to Kelly. And thank you for being on on your birthday. I think that's awesome. Thank you. And the other shout out is also to someone on the show is Lil Rafi. Thank you for covering my ass last week and having hunting down some some fresh meat to be on the show and handling it all. And that was awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm sorry to everyone for leaving in the sound of me sucking up a milkshake and also <laughs> like that five second silence that I fucking left in there on accident. So sorry about that. Also, happy birthday, Kelly. Thank you. And everyone can deal with the milkshake and the five second silence. Exactly. Deal it, with it. It yep. was like really, really funny. And there was one other thing, Raphael, you had, you said to insert something here and it never got inserted. And I was like, Oh, oh no, it was early on in the episode and I loved it. Uh, Maybe it was the milkshake sucking. <laughs> no, there, well, I can't. 
In the beginning, he'd said, oh, I can remember to insert something here. I think I said I was going to add applause, but I did add that. I don't, I don't um, remember what it was. Well, I, I know for a fact I did edit out like two compliments that they gave me, but I made sure to leave in the good stuff, like <laughs> silence. <laughs> I think you're probably the only person that notices it, or maybe if people do, they don't think anything of it. And you should leave I... the compliments in. Come on, little Rafi. <laughs> I think yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter how what what does Allison say so self-aggrandizing yes. it is. Oh my gosh, what the heck, man? If they say it, you can't change history. I mean, Hell yeah. <laughs> I change history all the time with all my ums and my noises. <laughs> I really was so Rachel was like when it first came out, Rachel like started playing it and I was like, I hope I didn't fuck anything up because I always do. And then she like stopped playing it and like the look of oh, no. horror on my face. She's like, oh. No, I paused it and I was like, Oh, thank God. And then of course <laughs> when I listened later, there was a huge silence. So I I think about it every day. <laughs> I, I tell you I'm I, I've gotten to the point where if I'm on it, I very rarely do I listen to the whole thing. I just listen to a couple of snippets and I'm done. Yeah. Anyway, are you talking about this show or the one that you, or the ones that you're on? <laughs> no, I I always listen to this show when I'm not on it. So I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, you just listen to snippets. You're like, ah, I'll get the. No, no, no. Notes. I'm talking. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. I okay. Let me let me start over again. Yeah, when I'm please. on a show. I, I can't listen to it because I drive myself nuts. Um, I'm like, I want to write like a, an angry mail to myself going, don't have this guy on again. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to unsubscribe twice. Oh, yes. One star. Right. Yeah. I yell at myself when I'm editing. I'm like, spit it out. Stop Ugh. it. Shut up. <laughs> what are you talking about? That pretty much happens all the time. Little Rafi, you have any shout outs? Yes, of course. Thank you so much to Jacob and to Whitney. They were great guests. Also, rest in peace, Prodigy. That was very sad. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, sorry, I know. I just, I realized how completely insensitive. I'm sorry that Prodigy has died. <laughs> no, he was so young. He, he was in his 40s. It's really hey, kind of shocking. Young. I know. I, that's young to us, Raph. It was like I was really bummed out. But yeah, uh, no shout outs really other than that. How did he die? Um, Old age. He had like sickle cell anemia his whole Nuh-uh. life, and I think no, it had something not... to do with that. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, oh I, thought, I had a I friend thought... from high school that just died from that um, just a couple oh. months ago. Same thing, and that's insane. Wow. Well, I'd like to apologize in advance for laughing. Just remember to never listen to me again. My name is Greg Heller. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Jay! Any shout outs? I do have I do have two shout outs. Um, I was looking up TMZ to figure out how Prodigy died. The so the the one I actually wrote here on my piece of paper was I wanted to wish a happy birthday to Kelly, and I was really excited that she was actually on this podcast because she's always really really sweet and she's always posting online. So we've all said happy birthday to her seventeen thousand times. I'm going to make it more. So happy birthday, and I'm glad you're on the show. The other one, Tamara Holler, yes, pronounced. She always always likes everything that's posted. She's always very very kind, very very nice, and uh, I don't know if we've shout out to her before but i wanted to give her a big shout out i have and i feel like she needs one every single episode she's always super nice always retweeting always liking Mm -hmm. everything and being a part of you know conversations and just very supportive without needing any anything (laughs) so yeah that was a good that's a good one also aaron i want to say shout out to aaron again sorry sorry i just stole away from your shout outs no that's i'm i'm done but I'd like to know who all is going to PodFest. So in the Facebook page, I want everyone to talk about who's going on Twitter. 
tweet at tweet at us because I want to know who's going. I want to get together and meet up because that was one of the highlights last year. Let's uh, let's talk about <laughs> Greg Fitzsimmons being on the Monday episode. I feel like every time he's on, there's always does it always seem like a hard open to you guys? Oh my gosh, and always an awkward open. Yes. Yeah, like he loves the, that. Yeah, and I I yes. do wonder. And the other thing too is now, don't get me wrong. I think all of us can get pretty crass. I mean, ha- listen to the beginning of the show, but he gets to a, to a crass level with Allison where even I'm going, Oh dude, just let it, let it go. Let it go. And it's funny because she, number one, she doesn't get offended by it, which I like because right. she's a little bit more down to earth. She's not all uppity, but she also, all of a sudden, like all of her sexual innuendos just fall out of her mouth. With the, yeah. I don't even think she's trying. Honestly, everything she said was like, "Oh boy, that could be that could be a drop. That could be something." But she, he does push. He pushes and pushes. <laughs> I, I sometimes wonder. Did she just say she? He pushes and pushes. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> you know, sometimes I wonder. He says his wife doesn't listen to his show, and I think that gives him full reign to just be. And say whatever he wants. And I, I wonder how things would change if he knew she was listening. Because there are a lot of times, you know, in the beginning, my husband definitely listened to the show for a minute. And now that he doesn't, I feel like I don't really think I'm saying anything out of line. Like I could just tell him, yeah, I said this or that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think I might curb some of the things I say if I knew he was listening. So... <laughs> You know, Greg, Greg has this, um, he has this, this, I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's cockiness or a confidence sometimes where it's so, it's so both. I think it's both. It, and and I, here's the thing. I like him more and more with Allison. I've, I've known about Greg for years and years, especially being a New Englander and he's, he used to be big out here and being a big Stern fan. He was on Stern a few times and he, he's never really kind of hit it for me, but the only time I listen to him is when he's talking to Allison. And sometimes I, I more or less really enjoy it. But you're, some of that stuff comes out of his mouth. And I, I, again, and I'm no prude. But I'm like, wow, dude, you know, that's that's right up there. Yeah, it was he, starting off with the, the fucking a black girl situation where it's just like, <laughs> yo, like, just dial it down a little bit. I think that's a natural start to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I know he has his fetishes, and I think if I was someone listening, and I was someone of color, maybe I would think that wasn't an... I don't want to be considered a fetish. Does that make sense? I feel like that's kind of... That's I don't know. true. You're attracted I think, well, I think... to who you're attracted to, but the way he said it was kind of as if you're... I don't know. It was just a little bit on the line for me. From me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Allison called him out too, right? I want to see you dig yourself out from this. I mean, it was. It was a little rough. And I, I don't know. It, it just seemed a little. But it, still, I always enjoy when he's on, but it always feels awkward. It really does. They hit the ground running. And there's always something with each podcast that's a little like, uh, are we going here? Are we really going here? And right. usually Al- Allison is like, she calls him on it or she's like, Ooh, you're really focusing on this a lot. What's that about? <laughs> you know what? I just realized something. It's something that she doesn't usually do with anybody else. Cause she, even when she's on other people's shows, including his, she steers the ship always. But it seems like when he's on her show lately, she kind of lets him guide it a little bit. And she kind of goes with it where he takes it. 
in a way. It kind of seems a little bit different, a different dynamic, but I think I was very shocked that Jeff wasn't there because they were struggling with volume or or levels and everything else. And then they said that Jeff wasn't there and that he doesn't work weekends. And I was just, I was shocked. I didn't know. I didn't realize this. That's right. That's right. The, I I wanted to go back to what you said a second ago though, about it does. um, I have to agree with you. He does seem to steer a little bit of that, but she definitely, she, she, you know, and talking about uh, Greg kind of taking over the podcast at times. She, she has enough power though, I think to come in and kind of bring that back. But yeah, I think that's how he is everywhere. I mean, trying to think about him on Corolla and again, sometimes he's been on Stern or even his own show. I think that's a dynamic he's going to have to learn. And I guess the, the two of them are going to have to figure out to have this mutual respect for each other when they do loin fruit. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, the, the back to the Jeff on the weekends. I thought that was a little shocking as well. It's like, boy, business must be good if you can't work on the weekends. But all right. No kidding. I, I literally pictured him with his feet up like in a hammock or something with a Mai Tai. <laughs> with like 25,000 cats next to him. Oh, gosh. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding, Leanne. He only has a couple of cats. Yep. I think two. And he'll have right. TV on in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were talking a little bit. This is a topic that I find it's very interesting. It's very, I'm curious to know everybody's side to this, but running into an ex and not saying anything or saying something. And I feel I'm just like Allison where I wouldn't want to say anything, not because I'm hiding something, but because I don't want to change the mood or the tension or the energy in the room, you know, or ruin anybody's time because it might, I, I don't know, especially in this day and age of, you know, online everything where people are looking you up and you think, do I say that my ex contacted me because I didn't ask for it. I didn't contact them, you know, or mm. I don't know. I don't know if it could ever end the right way. Kelly, what about, what about you? What do you think about that? So my dating history, as you know, is pretty limited. Oh, um, that's right. I forgot about that. But at the same time, I feel if you're partner is not the jealous type and there's nothing for them to be worried about i think that it's okay to be like oh you know i dated that person a bajillion years ago right i just i guess see i'm i'm definitely not a jealous person if my husband was was to say oh yeah that was someone i dated it would make me feel bad in only the way of me picturing them together but never like i'd be mad at him i would just feel like thank you for telling me but i'm gonna feel sick for a minute (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> the reality of it all. But the other way around, I don't know. I, I know I've definitely had that issue. I mean, I I invited two of my exes to our wedding, so I guess my wow. husband was cool with it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe more hmm. than two. I don't know. Anyway, wow. but I'm not friends with them anymore. But still, you know, there was a time where I was kind of, I was just always friends with everyone forever just okay so we didn't work out as a couple but we're still friends and finding someone with the confidence to handle that is you know is nice (laughs) jay what do you think about what's your perspective well i have a couple perspectives so there's this is kind of a all right so there's a difference between people you've dated for a while and then people maybe you've had sex with right Um, true i'm i'm trying to think um so i i'm lucky my wife since we've dated she's not a very jealous person but we've also not had a lot of opportunity where we've bumped into ex relationships, her perspective, I know one of her perspectives is she 
<laughs> she she knew that a long time ago, very a billion years ago. You know, I had dated a a woman who I was you know very infatuated with, and and that person broke my heart. And my wife knows that she's upset with that woman only because she broke my heart, which is very very sweet. You know, we have been around. We have bumped into people that I've <laughs> bumped into, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but I've I as far as I'm concerned, there was. I didn't bring it up. I didn't say anything about it. The other person didn't say anything about it. Again, it was a long time ago. I kind of agree with Allison in your point, which is there's, it could potentially hurt feelings, but I think my wife trusts me and you know, I, I, she's got nothing to worry about for the most part, you know, for the most part, I don't even know what that means, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) she has nothing to worry about. So yeah, I agree. I wouldn't bring it up. It's kind of that idiot gear thing. I would just kind of let it go and, and move on. Well, Rafi, you're in a a, fre- a freshy, a fresh <laughs> relationship. What what's uh, your perspective? You know, I think you have to mention it, especially if, mm. uh, <laughs> especially you never know who's going to be like the really messy person who like comes up to you and says something like, yes. "Oh, you're just going to pretend I'm not here." Oh, but she's uh, a yeah. pro. Yeah, you gotta but, you gotta know that going in, Raf. When you're looking at them and you're like, "We're going to do this," and you're like, "No, you potentially could be messy." I think we're gonna. It's not going to happen. Yeah, but um, I, I'm fortunate that I've never, I don't even run into anyone I know from anywhere. Like, I've run into, like, two people from elementary school, and that's, like, it. Like, I never run into anyone that I've ever known, because I'm assuming, maybe it's just everyone leaves Colorado or something, or I'm just not hanging out, like, the same circles or something, but I never run into anyone that I know. Well, I've been pretty lucky because a lot of my exes have died, so that helps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is like, there's a lot of death conversation in this podcast today. Well, you know, I'm all, I'm all about the cherry on top. It's yeah, dark. well, we're... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I was going to say, it kind of just leads into the Thursday show, but let's continue on the Monday show. Yes. Oh. So, speaking of the cherry on top, Allison was talking about her... She was very open about her sex story about the guy going down on her and getting caught. And I thought that's see, that's the part that I kind of like about Greg bringing that out of her because Mm. it's not something that's not something that she would normally talk about on Monday or Thursday. That's just something that she's just like, blah, this is me. And that's her being her true self, which I really love. And I think comfortable enough to just be like, yeah, this guy was going down on me. And then she said something about bumping heads. And I'm like, really? No the, one's gonna say anything. <laughs> the other, you know, the other thing. Uh, she, <laughs> crazy enough, she was very mature in saying it. Almost like I'm sure other people have had similar experiences. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to make this sound any different than it was. It was like, yeah, sure, this is what happened, and we moved on. And, and you're right, it was kind of refreshing, and you know, it was like, I know, how do you say? It, it was very much like normal conversation. Right. It was it, just like the Corolla talk where. You know, that was kind of brought up. And I'm actually kind of surprised that Greg went as far as he did with the things he said, because he, I think he still has a relationship with Corolla, but I'm not sure. Yeah, He seemed to kind of cross the line as far as Corolla probably wouldn't like, but Allison was very cool. Like she just, she takes the high road when it comes to that. You know, she didn't have to, she could be a total asshole, but she didn't. Yeah. She made it, she made it a non thing. I mean, she definitely brushed Right. right over it. She didn't ignore it. She's, I think she agreed and went, yeah, there you go. And moving right along. 
So let's switch this to a different gear. Greg was talking about when he first saw his wife. He wasn't a marrying type. He sounded like he really got around. But when he met his wife or saw his wife, he told a friend, I'm going to marry that girl one day. And I'm curious about the three of you and your experiences. Two of you are married. One of you's not, but maybe you're on that path. So, Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> did you relate to that? I sort of did. We were, I mean, when we met, we were like six and seven. So I mostly thought that he was gross. But in high school, <laughs> I was like, I could see myself spending the rest of our lives together. And then, you know, we got out of high school. We got married shortly after. So, yeah, I mean, initially, I didn't really care for him. He was kind of a know-it-all. And I didn't really like that. But we've grown to love each other. Aww. <laughs> and he's, he's still a know-it-all. that's hilarious so jay did you have any what was your first reaction um my my wife and i we have a we have kind of a silly story um gosh and she's gonna listen to this but i'm gonna i'll be honest about it when i first met my wife michelle um and you met michelle the um like like any other experience you know you flirt with somebody have a good time i think at that point in my life when i met her i was dating a lot of people in michelle's case she had a younger daughter and that adds a little bit of complexity to to dating you know you're like well, you gotta consider this so at first i, I kind of sat and said well she's like anyone else but on our first date i canceled it because Whoa. yeah i when i asked her I said hey you want to grab some coffee someday or whatever and she she was she's very very shy she isn't as shy anymore but she's very shy and she said maybe and I was trying to date another girl at work at the time, and that other girl said, yeah, you know, I'll go on a date with you, whatever. So I ended up canceling the date, but I did the worst thing ever. I didn't even cancel it with my wife. I called a buddy and said, <gasps> hey, I, yeah, yeah, total jerk, but uh, in the end, I make it up. Called a buddy and said, hey, you know what, I'm, Michelle isn't interested. She said maybe, listen, I'm not going to go out with you guys tonight. I'm going to go with this other girl. Then... A few months later, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I kind of screwed that up. But being a guy, and I, I met my wife when I was 24 or so. So it was a long time ago. And I said to my buddy, I said, hey, do you think Michelle will go back on a date with me? And he goes, dude, you're a jerk. No. So his wife told her and she and Michelle, this is how great my wife is. She said, sure, I'll give him another chance. You know, what, what do Aww. I got to lose? And she made it hard for me. She says, listen, I'm, there's a party, um, a going away party for somebody I'm working with. Why don't you come to this party? You don't know anybody. I don't know anybody. I don't, I don't really like social type events, but go. Now, I love social events. I love going, having a good time, meeting new people. Everybody is my friend when I'm out. So I was like, sweet. And we went out, had the greatest time. I made her feel comfortable. I like met her best, best friend the next day. And that, it definitely was not that fall in love thing but i can tell you when i did look at her and say she's probably the most amazing girl and i'll marry that girl when shortly after we started dating all the girls i dated always wanted to go to dinner or go to a movie or s- spend a lot of money and i was a struggling college kid and trying to you know work work a full couple of jobs at the time and she said to me she says we don't have to go out to dinner and we don't have to go to see a movie you just want to hang out and rent a movie and we don't have to spend any money on me and i was like this is a good girl and that was the point where I was like, you are really, really fantastic. And I guess that would be the only, it just didn't happen like right in the beginning. It just, it took a little time for that to, to happen. Oh, that's a really sweet story. Yeah. Except I was a jerk. Yeah. Except for your jerkiness. Yep. Bravo but I fixed to it. you, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Little Rafi, care to answer? I don't know about you guys. I'm getting a lot of uh, stuttery audio. So I 
don't know if you guys I hear that. Um, anyway, um, marriage, is that what we're talking about? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you guys there? We are. Yeah. Can you hear us yeah. okay? Did, I, did my story come stuttered Anybody? up? Anybody? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no, we've lost him. Rafi, don't go to the light. He's just pretending. He's <laughs> pretending so he doesn't have to answer. <laughs> Hello? Oh, dear. I'll I'm so sorry I said mm-hmm. that thing about Prodigy, Rafi. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> Which part? All of it. All of it. We <laughs> cut nothing here. Now I feel kind of bad that my story droned on and on and on. Nah. It was good. All right. It was oh. <laughs> it was good. I'm a huge creep. It was good. You, you know were it yourself. Yeah. Exactly. I, w- I was. I thought it... I mean, come on. I mean, it was... All right. While we try uh, and get little Rafi back, let's... Clearly, he doesn't want to talk about that. No, that's a that's a sore subject. <laughs> yes. So, well, first of all, I was just going to say my husband had the same kind of experience that he was set up with me by a friend, and and his friend he said I'm going to marry that girl one day on the first night that we met, and I was just like this drunk bastard is <laughs> really cool. And even more backstory, he was actually married at the time, so what? The, the, yeah, there's a lot of extra stuff, but. Anyway, we did end up getting married, obviously. (laughs) But one day, maybe we'll unravel that. I think it's kind of crazy that Greg's son does a podcast and the fact that he was pretty much advertising it. So, I mean, that opens up a lot of... It could be good and bad with all the turds that... A lot of turds that follow Allison that could be like, I'm going to go mess with this Fitzsimmons boy. I think it's cool that he is such a supportive dad. I was um, trying to... Are you saying... Wait a minute. I'm a little confused. The... You mean Allison's fans picking on the Fitzsimmons boy? Yeah. Do you think we would do that? I don't know if you... Well, see, here's the thing. I was so worried. One of my worries about joining the JMO Patrol Mm -hmm. was... I saw a lot of hate that Allison got and I was really kind of, I can't handle that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. well. And obviously I knew I wasn't going to have the following that she does, but also I feel like, oh, there's this fan cast about this show that we're picking on this lady and now we're going to go after them and just make them feel like shit because they're cocktail writers. You know, there were so many things that I was just very worried about. And honestly, I really haven't had it. In the beginning, actually, the person who started this show did have some problems with some mm-hmm. people, but I didn't have to deal with it because I wasn't hosting it. And now I have not had one problem that I can even think of, but I still see Allison getting crap where it's just like, really? And Greg Fitzsimmons is a big person. You know, it's not not this show. It's like Greg's show, you know, and his right. followers are kind of assholes, <laughs> too. That's That I more have a concern with. But you know, the other thing, too, is I wonder... You're a little bit well. You're a lot more experienced now with this show, um, and you're a sweetheart. I mean, no. my assumption is I think with with the bulldogs out there like Leanne, you know, if somebody gets in any of our faces, boy, she is quick to pull in the other folks and just kind of shut it down. You know what I mean? <laughs> For the most part, I and I know not everybody can do this, but if I ever get any hate back or whatever, I don't. I could care less. You know. I literally, I mean, even the person I got hate from was, I literally lost oh, right, right. sleep over it. <laughs> and yeah. I just could just, I don't know. That, right. that but kind that, that of person, energy, I can't. Right. I feel like I'm, in a reason, I'm a reasonable person and I'm not out to like hurt anybody. I just want to like right. have fun and enjoy my life. 
And anyone that doesn't get that, I feel like I just want them to get that. <laughs> it's like, you, if you hate me, you must not really know me <laughs> because I don't really, you know, I'm not, not that you have to like me, but to attack me would be very strange. And to attack Allison seems so strange. I just don't get it at all. Yeah, I don't, right. I don't get, I, there was that last goofball that had yes. posted something on Twitter and very rarely do I step in, but I, I stepped in, dropped some nasty line and then blocked the guy, which I was like, that sucks. He can't text me back. You know, <laughs> I think yeah, Rafi's back. Sorry. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Skype. Uh, we, oh, well we know you just want yeah. to evade some questions, but that's yep. okay. That's okay. Mate. <laughs> right. We've Maybe we should. On. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, they teased loin fruit a little bit as far mm-hmm. as, you know, it's starting maybe in September, you know, news to Allison. But then they started talking about parenting and certain things. And I thought, wow, this is kind of a little, it really is a little tease of it. You know, we get to feel and hear what it's going to be like. And I really liked it. They seem to gel very well. I love the fact that he's already been through things and she's just going through it. But she's not listening to him blindly, if that makes sense. Like, she, he says stuff. And she was kind of questioning him on like, well, what, but why, but why are you doing that? You know, not just, okay, I'll do that because I'm new and I don't know, you know, the difference, Right. the whole over parenting or the telling your son or your daughter that you're proud of them and in turn, making them feel like they need to please you. I never thought of that perspective at all, ever. I just feel like you're building up their confidence, but I never thought of the other side of it. I don't know what... We've got two parents, two other parents on this show. So what what do you think about that, Jay? Actually, you see me parent Brian because you met Brian. It's there's no there's no hard, fast rule on parenting. Um, I'm a great dad and I'm a terrible dad. So therefore, I think I'm an average good father because, heck, I totally screw up. And, you know, um, when it comes to confidence building. So one of the things that I found difficult is my son was very innocent um, in the, when he was kind of, when he started talking, he was talked really, really uh, early, but he would walk up to complete strangers. And that was a problem that we had is he would just walk up much because he would see daddy walk up to anybody and talk to somebody. Brian thought the whole entire world was his friend. And that scared me because I had to pull him down and actually say to him, Hey buddy, there's bad people out there. You know, I didn't use that, that, those words. And you could see him going, I don't, I don't understand that. And then I would say, you're hilarious. You're super duper funny. You're great, but you can't walk up to, to everybody. Greg, what, what hit home with me with Greg was he was talking about when, when my son does something amazing and I get excited, especially if he's playing sports or whatever. And Greg was saying, you know, Hey, you did it. And then he yes. said something like, you should be happy with yourself. I'm sorry. I love my son. And if, I'm going to squeeze him until he says, you're embarrassing me, dad. So when he does something, when he does a baseball play and he does a really good job at it, I'm going to say, buddy, I am so proud of you. You did a great job. And I've actually said that I am so proud of you. And I know that when sometimes if he's made a bad choice and he comes over and he says, well, dad, I know I made a bad choice, but I was really good at school today. Aren't you proud of me? And I always say, of course, I'm proud of you, but you still made a bad choice, bud. So I think we all kind of it, it's ebbs and flows and it and it it's different on their ages, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and I'll let kind of Kelly answer this cuz she has a little one. Kelly, what's your perspective? I mean, you're new you're new to it, but you still mm-hmm. I mean, you have opinions about it, I'm sure. 
Right. Everything that my daughter is doing is sort of exciting right now because she's changing so much in such a short period of time. I don't really don't agree with Greg. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that you should tell your children that you're proud of them. I also think that you, I, I sort of like the idea of being like, you should be happy about this, but it sounds so new agey and crunchy, but I also don't want to impose, I don't want to impose how I think that they should feel on them. Right. I hate myself yes. for saying that, but mm. let's say if my daughter down the line does something, she gets a great, what I consider to be like a great grade. Like I'm, I'm proud of her. I'm happy about it. Maybe she's, maybe she's happy about it. Maybe she thinks she could do better. I don't know. I totally agree with you about not telling them how they should feel. Like you should be feeling this way. I want them to feel how they feel. And when I heard Greg, I first, I had the same reaction as Allison, as far as what, you know, you're not going to tell them you're proud of them. And then I saw his side of it, not wanting them to work for your approval all the time. But then I started going back and thinking if I ever felt like I, my parents were proud of me. And I don't think maybe when I was really young, when I was really good at school and they were still together and everything was awesome. I think I remember them being proud of me then, but later on past the age of 10, I never had that feeling of my parents being proud of me ever. So I think that would have been something awesome (laughs) to have them say, wow, I'm really proud of you. I remember my mom saying she was embarrassed of me. (laughs) Whose parents didn't say that? My mom did. And that really, that stuck with me. And I was just like, wow, thank you. And I feel like, you know, I know that I was making a lot of bad choices, but I had zero guidance and I was just, I feel like I was on my own, you know, and just to have the person that you, like Greg is saying, I want her approval so much to say I'm embarrassed of you is like, wow, okay, I know where I stand, you know, but I think there's a happy medium. I also think his fancy preschool, like you said, Kelly, this also sounds crunchy to me. I feel like the the best parenting is is parenting your own kids and being there, being the number one system. Like not, oh, we need to follow this new age system, this new Italian, whatever. It's just being a parent to your kid is so important. And knowing, having that kind of foundation is huge to a kid. And, and it lasts forever. I mean, I had the best foundation to a point that I still look to when I'm trying to parent my own kids. And then the other part, I just do the opposite of. (laughs) But, you know, I have an experience of, I got to experience a really good parent for part of my life. So that was, that was nice. But, but still, like you said, Jay, also, I feel like I'm the worst parent and the best parent. And then somewhere in the middle, I feel like I'm pretty good. Right. Right. Cause you know, I always, I swear, you ever notice that when new, well, not new parents, but just those crunchy parents, I think Kelly put it really well, those crunchy parents, right. That think they're doing everything perfect. And then you may say, well, I do this and they go, Oh, and they give you that look. And it's like, yes. you know what, lady, let me tell you something. I guarantee you're not always a sweetheart to your kids. And the shame parenting, you know, which oh. that's why I'm kind of interested to see how Loin Fruit is going to navigate the waters. Because not only are these two going to be talking, but there's going to be a lot of opinions and a lot of feedback mm. from people. Yes. Um, and I think that's 
going to be now I'll tell you this I think Greg and Allison can navigate that feedback yes and I think that's what might really make the show happen um I, I unfortunately I just can't get into it too too much but uh, I was the loin fruit when I, I was having a conversation with Allison offline um kind of about the meme thing which we'll talk about later on but I tied another conversation I was talking about a parenting thing and something that she had asked just to kind of keep it on the down low but her and I were kind of going back and forth a little bit talking about boys basically and i was i was like the one point where i'm going oh you're going to be so good at this you know so i'm even more excited about th- her conversation about this later on and i hate to say it and i like greg and everything but i wonder does she really need greg Simmons to do this right although it's a nice counter maybe someone who's been through the things that she's sure. going to be going through and she can bounce off of that of saying well that's nice yeah. for you, but not for me. But, you know, kind of to see here, hear his experience. And then right. she's just going to be going through it all fresh. So it's, you're right. I, I think she could, but I think she does well, you know, bouncing things off of other people. And Definitely. don't. I mean, I, what I, I guess what I'm saying is it, it, it might be Greg. It could be some other person that she brings in mm, and they just focus right. on the, you know, just the parenting aspect. And, and maybe that's what it'll end up. I mean, Greg, Greg has a lot of other projects. Maybe there'll be points where somebody comes in to fill in for Greg's spot. We'll we'll see how well, it works. I mean, I'm available, so that's not not a problem. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was I'm funny, Lisa. Put it was a good joke. In here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, that's um, what Ra- that's what Raphael said in the last uh, episode. In I'm going to insert crickets here. He made a terrible joke and he never did. Well, I guess. Oh just, yeah. Was that I it? Said- no, I said I was gonna add either a rim shot or crickets. That's exactly I, right. <laughs> that is what he said. I, I'm still going, man. I, I I actually listened to that show, and so anyway, thanks, Lisa. Look how damn smart and awesome you are. <laughs> I haven't even listened yet, and still I can do callbacks. <laughs> yeah, you're that good. Well, hey, thanks. One last thing before we go on to Thursday. I think everyone needs to tweet to Allison and Greg, why are muffins and croissants fighting? Because I thought that was really funny. Right now we got to do it? Uh, Well, I mean... I I mean, I got my phone. If you feel like you can multitask, yes. But if not, wait until after the show. I just don't want you to pick on me because it might take me 15 minutes to write the perfect tweet. Ooh. You know what? Why don't you you wait? That was a that was a callback. Didn't you like... Never mind. Yes. <laughs> All right. Shall we talk about Thursday? Let's talk about <laughs> the sad, sad Thursday show. We were her little curly fries, which I think is a very good farewell carb to be. They, I think they're something that everybody loves, and it's something I never think about. And then when that's the only choice, I'm like, I guess I'll have curly fries. And I'm like, these are amazing. <laughs> but. Oh. Yeah, I, Daniel's intro was was mm. so bittersweet. Um, and actually, that's what I wrote. And I'll get a little mushy here because this is going to kind of mushy episode. But it was super sweet that he was just perfect, right? It didn't need to be funny. It just needed to be who here's who these two people were. And then David Huntsberger, right? He was uh, he was just a comedian. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it was yeah. still, it was really nice. And you know, they were questioning it, but I didn't think he was changing his whole, you know, shtick. I just right. felt like he needed to dial it down for this yes. episode and make it more heartfelt, not just be like, 
how's it going, everybody, for David Huntsberger, and then be all heartfelt for everybody else. So I, I think that, it was perfect tone. Right. That was a really good hashtag Al impression. Can you do it again? <laughs> how's it going, everybody? How's it going, everybody? The um, <laughs> how's it the going, that was <laughs> the other interesting thing is. I, I was, we were looking at, well, I'm sure we've all seen Facebook today and there's some, some of the fans are, that are just really not looking forward to listening to this episode. And, uh, I can understand that. I totally understand it. You know? Yep. I was almost gonna, you know, if I wasn't going to take notes and be talking about it, I probably mm-hmm. would have saved it and taken it in chunks. And sometimes when I'm taking notes, especially I'm usually doing it, you know, on Thursday and trying to rush through it, I do it in one and a half speed. But today I thought, nope. I need to listen to it from beginning to end, not miss one second of it, because it's the last time that Jenna and Al are going to be on there. I mean, I'm sure they will be on in the future, but it's like Gray being on. And he lives in the same city, so, or ish. Right. But I also thought as much as, number one, David Huntsberger on the show was fucking hilarious. I love him so much, but I also thought that he shouldn't have been on (laughs) <laughs> I, I I'm going to totally agree with you. The uh, we all we I'm sure we all wanted Greg to be there, but David Huntsberger was so good because you know what he he really did not make that show about himself unless mm-hmm. just Allison put the focus on him. He was very cool, very awesome, and the more and more I hear this guy, I'm always like, boy, he's really really awesome. And he he kind of shouted out the fact that we've totally. Gave him good reviews on his Amazon site I know. again. I think that was uh, Demian that went to go see him and gave a shout. So shout out to Demian and, yeah. you know, thanks for, yeah, he he mentioned us, his, you know, her her fans and, and how great we are. And, and I thought that was kind of awesome. But I just thought that it should have just been a Jenna and Al show and just had an asshole of Jenna and Al, which they probably wouldn't want me to say it like that <laughs> at all. <laughs> I wonder if that the emotion was already running pretty high through that entire show. And I will tell you, you know, you were talking about from Daniel's intro and throughout the entire show. And Allison kind of alluded to the fact later on the energy was, I, it was right where I think all our hearts were, where you're mm-hmm. like, I love this. I'm so bummed. Yes. And I love that they saved the, like the actual, you know, the most heartfelt things for the end. Yeah. That was smart, but it did have that underlying, you know, sadness kind of weaved in, even though, and maybe David being there was even better because it kind of brought a lot of laughter to the show and it was very funny, but I'm just so curious. I know we talked about it before, but what does a Thursday show look like from here? And I was even talking about it with my husband. And I think one thing that Allison did before that always made it work is, she filled the Thursday show with people that aren't in the industry except for Jenna. And mm-hmm. somehow that made it work because there's no one trying to take over Allison's job. There's no one trying to overstep their bounds. It's just people are letting her lead and being great followers. And I, it and it's worked both times with people that are not in, you know, broadcasting or not comedians. They're just regular Joes and it works. And Sometimes I think, well, what if she fills it up with a bunch of comedians? It'll probably be funny, but are they all going to compete for airtime and jokes and help the dynamic? I'm just curious to see what she does with it. Yeah, I think I think this is the time where I, no matter what she does, I think we all as fans, I mean, even if even if we don't like a particular person, I think we just keep our mouth shut and just let it evolve and and trust 
being a oh, people are going to hate me for saying this, but being a huge Patriots fan, you know, in Bill Belichick, we trust in Allison. We trust. I mean, it's just, oh my God. <laughs> I, it's, you know, I know Megan's going to love that, but Sports. you know, again, we, we totally, I think we're going to trust in what she does, what she does. And I think you're right. I think we're going to get a bunch of different flavors. We know we have some different flavors coming down the road and it'll be sad for the first little bit. And I almost feel bad for the people who are going to fill in, Oh yeah. you know, for the first little bit, cause we're all going to be critiquing, right? Yep. The, the funny thing I get with the one thing about David Huntsberger, totally love the guy. Great. Really enjoy him. But did anybody else cringe when he said, Jenna, have you ever done drugs before? Oh my gosh! Yes, I went. I went. Okay, dude, let it go. Let it go. And then he kept pushing, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna so suck." Yeah, know your audience. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd be really good at doing drugs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then, and then Jenna. I mean, what else do you say? No, no one's ever gave me a compliment like that. I was like, "Zinger!" Oh boy. <laughs> She's so sweet for just yeah. being like, "Thank you." Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. She's good at just rolling with it. She's not going to be offended by it. She's just okay, cool. Thank you. I think. Good, thank you. Goodbye. Right. I think it seemed to me like the whole banana lady really screwed up poor David, and that was the one thing that <laughs> you know got things crazy. <laughs> I love the fact that he's in Boise. The, this whole conversation was fucking hilarious. I was oh, dying. Yeah. So, so funny. He's in Idaho. He says there's three gay bars there. Two of them are in Boise, and. Colonel Jeff comes in with the best joke of the whole show about, well, boys right in the, the name of the city. I'm just like, oh, my God, you're awesome. <laughs> I was dying. And then David Huntsberger, he was playing in, what was the city he was playing in? Pocatello? Something like that. And I kept saying, is, is anyone going to say Pocafella? <laughs> but <laughs> but he was so disappointed in the gay community in Idaho. <laughs> It sounded really depressing, like just a really depressing group of people, no matter what your affiliation is. But he was all excited to go, and it's just like, oh, it sounded very I, weird, like like druids or something. Well, it sounded. It also sounded kind of like, um, I guess, to look at it in a positive light. No, no one else really cared. They're like, oh, you go on the gay bar, cool, we'll have fun. And I, yes. it's kind of for me, it's kind of the world I want to live in. Uh, it's yes. just like I don't, I don't care, you know. Right. I loved that perspective of, oh, okay. There's no, yeah. great. That bar's cool. Have fun. Good job. Whatever. There's no feelings toward it. It's just normal, which it is. So I did like that part of it, but I just loved how he went in expecting, like, I don't know what he expected, <laughs> like Saturday Night Fever or something. <laughs> right, right, right. Everyone was just on their phones, like drones. I mean, I, I wonder how much shit he got for basically thinking that all people who go to a gay club should be like flamboyant yes. and shape and gay straight whatever you're gonna look at your phone right and i think you're <laughs> in idaho i feel like that's just a slice of idaho i don't think it had to do with their sexual affiliation <laughs> but you're right. right i i was like oh wow he was really expecting some flamboyancy and just right there were just some regular folk He's he's never going to be invited back. Like, no. So I have to clarify something that I mentioned last week. Uh, I mentioned that we went to go see David Huntsberger, and um, I said that he was not that excited to see us. And Jen was asking me what I meant by that. And so I thought actually the show he did in wherever we saw him, <laughs> Fort Collins. I think that show 
kind of went not as well as it could have because it was in the back of a bar or a brewery, I should say. And there was like picnic tables set up. It was really weird. And it was it was a very strange situation to be watching a comedy show and like the openers were all weird. So when he finally got up there, you know, he's doing his his hour and towards the end, like there was like one lady dropped her glass and there was just like a curtain separating the room we were in from the bar area. I think someone was going back and forth between the two areas or there was like some talking. I don't know exactly, but he was getting really distracted towards the end. So after the show, he was just I think he was probably thinking about that more than about, you know, meeting us. But I did mention to him, I was like, oh, Lisa is my friend and she's the one who wrote you the Amazon review and we've also written reviews. And then he was like, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks. And then he was just kind of distracted, I think. So it was nothing Mm. against him. I think it was just the situation where he was doing the comedy was bad. But also he did say something that he mentioned on Allison's show kind of was that he forgets how big podcasts really are and like how wide their reach actually is. But yeah, I didn't want to make it seem like he was a dick to us or anything but i can understand how doing comedy in certain places is not ideal like so maybe that's what happened in pocatello so were you the one not demian should i take my shout out back um i don't i don't know what demian said to him but i know we mentioned it he probably did too if he's written one i don't know okay he might have mentioned it I might have been mistaken, but that's okay. We'll still give. We'll still send a shout out to Damien because I don't think we have yet. I was just looking at a tweet. I don't know if anybody else saw this either. Not a lot of people had favorited it, but it was. But it's about the Pocatello. Did you see? I think in Allison when she first sent out. Oh yes. The summary and she wrote, and the person wrote back. You know, Pocatello, Iowa. Do you mean Idaho? Which made me fast, but made me laugh. But Allison's reply back to, and this was Warner Wallace twenty six. You know, and it, he, and the person didn't do it in a in an inappropriate way. They was like, hey, you may have screwed this up. But Allison's reply back was the best. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yep, that happens. It's funny because Iowa and Idaho are so different. But And then even earlier, Kelly, you were the Iowa and Ohio. And I think a lot of people <laughs> mistake it because, Jay, because the <laughs> it's very similar sounding, but very different places, I believe. Yeah. I don't take offense to it, honestly. The Midwest is very much the same. Yeah, I think I think some of us, Lisa, you know, we have the ocean to the left of us and uh, the other ocean to the right. We don't care what goes on in the middle of the country. We're oh on the... wow, just kidding. I'm so joking. <laughs> That's like me with East Coast, where I think, oh, Jay, you're right by Lee, right? And you're like, you're we're oh, states my... apart. Yeah, I was <laughs> it's like, all the yeah, same I... to me. I'm like, not what? even, not even close. It's like the East Coast and then Florida and then us and then the middle <laughs> and Texas. That Those are the spots. Those are the places. I, this is a tangent, but I went to a, a class years back with a, a, a kid who, when I was telling him I'm from New England, I'm from New Hampshire. Uh, for some reason, he got in his head that like from Washington, D.C., New York, Philadelphia, Boston were all city and all the areas, New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, were full of cities and skyscrapers and buildings. And I live in the middle of the woods. I live in a dirt road in a small town. And I'm like, uh, no. And I'm showing him a map. And he's like, oh, my gosh, there's that's amazing. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> kid, that's crazy. It is. It, it's eye-opening when you look at a map. It really is. <laughs> it really is. 
Whenever um, I go to travel anywhere, I'm like, oh boy, I, my mind is not open to all of this. I need to be open. <laughs> our school systems are failing our children. <laughs> They're failing oh, us. Sure. 100%. I mean, if you listen to when Hansi Copperfield and Toby were on and they gave me the quiz about Canada <laughs> and I so much fun. And they totally thought that they were giving me easy questions and I fucking failed so hard. <laughs> it was and it was so great that they were trying to like I mean there was a point where like we're not going to let her embarrass herself anymore. Yes. You know, <laughs> uh, the worst thing she could po- the worst thing she could possibly do is do a Canadian accent. <laughs> oh, there she goes. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I think if everyone that comes on needs to give me some sort of a quiz, because number one, I'll learn something. And number two, I'll make a fool of myself. <laughs> but yeah, I stay in school, kids. I'd rather hear any of your accents than Greg doing that <laughs> Irish shit again. Oh, my God, that killed me. <laughs> but I mean, he knows it well because he is Irish. But really, because that was a good Irish accent. My accents are really horrible. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's because I listened at like one and a quarter or one and a half because I was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> that must have sounded cool. He would really sound like a leprechaun. Yeah, yeah, like a little chickmunk. <laughs> so Allison was talking about the fact that she feels like she has a bad attitude and to try and be maybe a go-getter, maybe someone that goes out and takes your kid out and goes and does things and is whatever and i she even had this struggle before she had kids as far as going out and being social and i don't think you can force that it's either that's something that is natural to you and you enjoy it or you don't and i'm like her where i do so many things out of my comfort zone because i have kids like going to the mommy and me class is huge to me for her Doing those kinds of things, I did everything because I thought, this will be fun for the kids. I'll do that. And, you know, getting to know some of the horrible parents of the kids and (laughs) wasting my life chit-chatting about nonsense. But you do it. But on my own, I'm not going to do that. And the fact that she doesn't want to go to these lunches based on parking and whatever, it's like, no way. I I don't want to. And first of all, I'm where I'm from, the parking's not super horrible, but it's not great. And we're in L.A., it's horrendous every time i drive there i'm like how does anybody fucking live here i can't stand it and now you've got a baby on top of it and a diaper bag and a stroller and you want to have your kids not crying there's so many things that you're you're gonna be stressed out the whole time and i don't understand the moms that can go out and be totally cool i don't understand that at all kelly you're you're more on the level where she's at so how are your feelings on going out I didn't take my daughter out for the longest time. And I think that I think it had to do with postpartum depression, which Allison seems to think that she might have. I sort of got over it. And I was like, okay, the worst thing that's going to happen is my child is going to cry. No one's going to die. It will be fine. And sort of gave myself a pep talk one day and it's fine. I can go out with her. It's not a big deal. We, you know, we flew and that was fine. We can do it. It's just, if you don't want to do it, like with Allison and the parking and everything, I don't think she really wanted to do it. And it's easy to just be like, oh, the parking, I'm good. (laughs) I don't blame her. I don't either. And I know she was obviously looking for an out because as soon as he started crying, it's like, all right, I'm not going. (laughs) but and that's where i would be where i just it's always for me about the parking first and then i think about just the seating situation okay now we have three strollers in a restaurant and 
the people that are in a restaurant with their kid that's screaming for me when I that was my biggest stress is being that person because there would either be the parent that would say well we need to teach him how to act in a restaurant it's like no you're robbing me of my date night right it's horrible and I when my kid would make any kind of noise I was just like we're out I'm out I don't want to be here I don't want to like ruin everybody's time like I'm always thinking about everybody else's feelings more than anything just like I don't I don't want to ruin anybody's time because I don't know I, because I'm not a horrible monster, I guess. But on the other hand, I was really nervous about flying with my daughter and there was a really sweet flight attendant and she was like, it's fine. Children have to fly too. People will be nice to you. And they were. And That's cool. children also have to eat. Parents have to eat. I, I totally see it from like your point of view, Lisa, where you're like, Ugh, my kids are you know, acting up, we have to leave. But, you know, you're, yeah, you're a parent, but you're a person first. You have to, you have to do things. It's true. And even like when it comes to like my dogs or like anything, if they bark, I'm like, okay, either there's somebody, somebody better be breaking in or you need to shut up. Like, I don't want to stress out anybody else. I don't want to ruin anybody else's living environment with anything that I do or that my animals or kids do or whatever. But So I'll immediately try and like leave like, okay, let's just go. And if I'm stressed out, I'm just not enjoying my time. I'm hot and sweaty. And I'm just like, all right, let's just eat and go. Like, I don't even want to do this. But and with the flying thing, as soon as I see a baby on there, I'm like, oh, fuck. But now that I've had kids and know the stress, if I see a mom who's stressed out, I number one, and I've never done this. And it's something I want to do. I just want to say, can I hold your baby and like walk around with them? Because I don't have that sweaty I'm stressed out I'm gonna like throw this baby across the airplane yeah, feeling that I just want to yes I have the empathy and I feel like especially with a stranger sometimes they'll just be like I don't know who you are so I'm just gonna be quiet mm-hmm. it could be the other way around but I just want to go up and just say can I hold your baby and just walk with them but then I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings <laughs> you know we're like I can handle my kid myself you know yeah I I mean I've heard of people doing that and I'm just like oh bless them how sweet are they but for every person that's appreciative there's going to be someone that's like no fuck off this is my kid I got this I don't need your help yeah I I, and I'm always so torn where I just want to I always wanted that for myself and my kids were rarely you know horrible out in public but that was Mm -hmm. because I didn't really take them out as much you know or you just leave the situation but I mean my kids didn't fly till they were probably seven or eight or whatever where they knew right from wrong and they're not gonna be screaming and crying and whatever it's just okay this is what you're doing and here's some treats and this is fun (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i'm so much like allison as far as having a kid is gonna make her even more of a shut-in than she was before (laughs) because she's gonna be like i don't want to go out even more because i've got all these other reasons not to i love 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 that she's going to mommy and me because she doesn't have to that's so true to go and you know in la it's not it's not easy to get around so now you're gonna go do a mommy and me and you have a lot of judgmental ladies probably and it's proud it's proud it is really i am proud of her for doing that that's pretty awesome and i'm also proud of her for seeking out a therapist and facing this head on because I know I had that issue, but I don't think I really knew it in the time. Now I can look back and say like, oh, holy shit, I was insane. But I used to just take the kids and drive around. Like I would just go and drive. I just needed to get out of the house and just drive because they were like, cool, 
We'd hang out. We listen to music, and I would just drive because I was just like I was insane. Or I'd drive by myself and listen to music and just be like bawling. I and that's not like me. I don't cry ever. So for that to happen, it was like obviously there was an issue that I didn't realize that I had. So it's cool that she's seeing it early on and dealing with it. And I feel like there's a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah, you are supposed to be, you know, emotional after giving birth. All of these hormones are leaving your body. It's quite an experience. And I think that, I mean, probably to a lesser extent now, but like when your kids were born, I don't think that it was talked about at all. It was just kind of like, buck up, you have a kid now, you can't do this. It does seem like it's more talked about now and not shamed. Yeah. Jay, what's your experience on, on this matter being the uh, the other side of it? No, I think, I mean, I think you guys touched on absolutely everything. Being being a father who sat through it, I also I sort of try to have that I don't give a crap attitude. If my if my son were out and when he was younger and he was screaming and if somebody gave me the stink eye, I'd be like, whatever, dude. But I will tell you, much like you, Lisa, when I'm out and there's another, especially a young couple with a new baby and you can see that look in, especially like mm. the dad's eyes because I can yes. relate to that. Um <laughs> I always look at I always look at that guy and go, "Hey man, it's totally okay. Don't worry about it. We're sitting here having a good time and that kid can scream and I just don't care." And again, if I see somebody give them a stink eye, I'm like, "Well, there's two dads here, so <laughs> it is what it is." I mean, right. um I could when we brought Brian, um we were lucky enough we brought Brian to London when he was just about 2. And we went all around uh, England and brought him up to Scotland and stuff. But I was amazed on how different it is there, at least in my experience. One of the things they do in the UK is any little kid that's there, they like people like touch their heads and people were way understanding. Like if he was having a little bit of a meltdown or whatever, they were totally understanding very different in my opinion and in my experience, very, very different from what you see over here. And as for, when Brian was first born, um, my wife kind of took took him out uh, for the most part. I was being a young father. I was like, I was too afraid. He was too delicate. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And my wife luckily had experience because she raised my stepdaughter. And I was definitely really leery until I got really, really comfortable with him. And now he's my co-pilot. I mean, he goes with me everywhere. You know, I I agree that it takes it takes a lot, especially for women and moms, because you guys, it's amazing that you have that bond with the baby. A lot of women, when they can, taking the kid out, I, even it impresses me, you know. Because a dad, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel uncomfortable. I have to carry this bag and this bag. And what if he craps? Because men room, men's rooms are disgusting. And mm. I don't want to change him in a men's room. I want to change him out in the car. So I'd like leave a restaurant change. You know, it's just, it's a lot going on there with kids, you know. But I think, yes, I just kind of repeated everything you guys said. You know, it's... I agree with her. If she doesn't want to go out, don't go out. That's cool. But And I think, and maybe this is just me, when I go out and there's a crying baby, I have a lot more leeway with a crying mm. baby. And of course, if the parents are just like, whatever, and we're just going to keep drinking and keep chatting and ignore it, then right. that sucks. But in general, yeah, yeah, when yeah. it's a baby crying, I kind of have a like, oh, you're trying. Like David was saying, I didn't realize that people had this inner monologue of like, I want to be that person that goes out and still lives life. And that's what they're doing. But then when there are the people that have older kids that are going bananas, that's when I'm like, dude, this is my date night. I'm trying to get away from this situation at home. Like this is what I'm trying to escape. So get your kid out of here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, there's, there's that angle as well. Is this good, uh, birth control for you, Raph? 
You know, I think no, it's not. But I think um, <laughs> I think everyone has a right to go out and when people like whenever there's a crying baby, I I mean, even if it bugs me, like if it's really annoying, it I still I, I can't get mad at them. Like they have the same right to be there that I do. But if I was the person with the crying baby, I would be like mortified. But yeah, I mean, and also Allison should not be going to restaurants with mommy and me people. Yeah, exactly. She should be going with us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Play date time. Oh my God. My kids would love Elliot so much. Oh boy. <sighs> okay. Let's get back to the sadness. Jenna and Elle. So they were sent some special messages, which I thought was so awesome, uh, from Tom Rapp and Molly McAleer, Jordan Morris, and John Henson. And I thought that was so neat. I like how they peppered it in. You could tell, number one, it was heartfelt, but you could tell that it really sat with Jenna and Elle. And I think I thought that was just really special, a special going away. Yeah, 100%. It was, you can kind of hear, like, the trap dog was very, very cool when Molly spoke obviously there's there's a special relationship between jenna and molly and that you know it could that kind of almost brought her over the edge but the other the one person i was really really impressed with was john henson because he turned a jenna mom joke you know he'd only met them a few times and i was because i knew what i was like i knew what he was getting at it was the confucius said you know what they don't they don't care you know yeah. And that was, I thought that was like, wow. And I agree with you. I think I love the way that it was, they peppered in those drops. It was really, really good. And I know Allison didn't think that she had a plan, but it naturally came together. It's funny how listening to the show, you kind of forget this is the last show that Jenna and Al are on because you're having fun and you're thinking about Boise and the river otters and you're laughing and then you're like, <laughs> Oh shit, they're leaving. Oh, we're yeah. t- now we're talking about bananas and the lady that was heckling <laughs> David Hunsberger, which was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The banana lady. But then getting back to, you know, another nice message and bringing it back. And I think this is a great time to talk about, I think the star of the show was the present presentation so yeah well let's this, hear this story right. jay mr jay Inslee. i know and your, i was what did she call she didn't even say memes what did she call them uh, oh silly um it was she was very sweet i don't remember what she said now <laughs> digital picture thingies or something i don't know something like that what was what was really funny is she 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 knew a lot more about those memes than i actually really expected her to but i'm definitely not this i mean no the real star was jenna now and that whole thing but um no, this, so the story of the memes were, was really, that particular meme was kind of, it was interesting. And you only know about the story because I called you the day because yes. <laughs> I had to share this secret with somebody and you were the one that I just needed to share it with. But um, so when they did the Patreon episode, I believe it was the Patreon episode with Greg, Daniel, Jenna, Al, uh, some time back, Jennifer, um, I always screwed up this last name, Wilker, right, Jennifer? Um, oh, yes. Sorry. Like, uh. <laughs> so, I think she was yeah. there at the house not too long ago. Yeah, at Dulce yeah. CA seventeen. I know people by their Twitter names a lot better. I know, I know. And as a matter of fact, yeah, folks, you gotta do me a favor. Make your Twitter name to be the same as your Facebook name. It makes my life so much easier. But yes. Je- Jennifer, actually, I was at work that day and I, I just couldn't listen to the podcast yet. And she um got just uh, she uh, DM me and I think I showed a screenshot of this where she had said, "Hey, listen, listen to this, blah blah blah." You know, this could be a good breakfast club 
meme. And I think, I, oh, it happened when I got back from vacation when I was in uh, Disneyland. And uh, when I got back from work, there was, um, <laughs> my work situation has changed a little bit. I, for the better, I got a promotion. So I was managing people now. And my workload just got really, really big. I just haven't had a lot of time to listen to podcasts and do memes or really do this stuff that I kind of, as a hobby, when I can come home and do it. So anyway, I built, I built the meme, really kind of enjoyed really the Anthony Michael Hall. When I got Daniel's face pasted to Anthony Michael Hall, I would just thought that was like the best, right? So that kind of came together and I put the meme out. Um, they didn't think much about it. They got a pretty, pretty decent response. And, and that was that. So it comes down to Jenna's birthday. Jenna, so if most of you guys don't know, Jenna had her birthday um, and she was a little down. She was a little down in the dumps. Um, so like a few days later, she um, kind of thanked everybody. Hey, listen, you know, I saw your birthday wishes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just wanted to say thanks, you know, whatever. And she had actually sent me a, a, a little bit of a longer email and I had just left work. I'm looking at Jenna's email and I was like, oh, how, how really sweet. And then my Twitter direct message popped up and it's Allison. And she says, I've sent you an email. And I'm going, oh, she, what? She must have screwed this up. And the email basically said, um, uh, you know, I talked to Greg. I don't know why I didn't think about this before, but Greg and I had this great idea. We want to do a big full poster of your meme and give it to Jenna now. And then she wrote, would you be interested in doing this? And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Uh, hell yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and you know, absolutely. That's great. So I had, I had to, Oh, I had to rush home. I, I couldn't in the middle of this whole thing. I'm trying to text Lisa while I'm driving. Don't tell any police. So I did at some point say, I can't text you while I'm driving. Give me a call. So poor Lisa, I had no idea what you were doing. You're probably dropping a deuce. And, uh, <laughs> if you know me, I wasn't right. <laughs> so, so, so I'm, I'm, I don't even know what I said. All I remember saying to you is this is partially some of the story. You can't tell anybody. And by the way, in New Hampshire right now, it's like 92 degrees and I am suffering because it was like a hot, humid, terrible heat. And I had to get home to do a high resolution graphic and get it sent out to Allison as soon as possible. Cause I didn't know how quickly they wanted to turn this thing around. Um, so I came in the house and I go to run upstairs to my computer and my wife looks at me and goes, you're not doing anything unless you put an air conditioner in. Because uh, we don't have central AC, we have to put a window unit in. I put that air conditioning in record time. That thing came flying up the stairs, slapped in the window, turned it on. And I just went, all right, I'll do the ones upstairs in a little bit. And then uh, let me just get this meme out. So I get, I get the high resolution meme and I sent it to Allison. And that was basically that. So there was like this big flush of you know, sending kind of a nice email to Jenna, having a nice interaction with her saying, Hey, you know, I know things are rough right now. Good luck. You'll be great. Don't worry about the birthday wishes. You're fantastic. And then trying to get some stuff down for Allison. And I almost felt like I was like juggling two women at the same time. I'm like, I'm, she's going to know that I'm texting. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to ruin this whole thing. So it wasn't until last Yeah. Last night I didn't say anything at all to Allison. I didn't, I didn't ask her if it happened. I didn't know when it was going to be sent out. So I sent her, I sent her a text. I'm getting ready to go to bed and I sent her another text and uh, a mail. And I said, Hey, you know, just want to know how did the meme thing come meme thing come out? Cause I knew the last show was today and all she wrote, she was really, really good. We gave it to him for the Monday show comes out tomorrow. I could not sleep basically at all last night. Aww. And when it was, so I got up, at, I was telling you before the podcast, I got up at 4 a.m. this morning to, to listen to the show. So I, I knew it was coming. I had to keep, you know, I just kind of 
obviously I kept quiet listening to the show. And, and so it was, a, it was a great surprise. So it's not, I guess my story really sucks huh? but anyway, that was, that was the story of the, of the meme. I think it's um, a great story. I'm glad that you were on tonight to, to tell it firsthand because all I had was, you know, a couple of texts and, and a, and a quick conversation while you're at the stoplight. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> I was, I did, so you sent me the picture of it framed or did you send me a picture of the that is just yeah that was just a I just I sent you oh that's okay so the one if you notice the one that I had tweeted out um in my photoshop I had I had cut off Allison Rosener's new best friend down below and I didn't finish it but the one I gave Jen and Al was the corrected version so oh. I kind of I sent you an email of just the corrected version perfect but, so I'll tweet <clears> that out then right you, yeah the the other thing too is while I was working on this whole the that meme, I had put the video slideshow together, which was all twenty memes. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but that's I put a little intro in there, and then I put all of the twenty plus memes that I did over the time that really it was the Allison, Daniel, Greg, Jeff, Jenna, Al. I I basically put all the memes kind of together. And, and put it up on YouTube and, and people can kind of find that if they want. But it was the same thing. It was kind of in celebration to the over the past couple of years. Um, oh, and that's so cool. Yeah, it kind of came out well. So It's like the, the end of an era. And I think that's cool that you, you know, sort of tied it up yeah. for them. I, I, at, least I, at least I tied it up for me. That was my way of coping. Um, so it worked out. It worked out really, really. Uh, again, it worked out really, really well. So it was, again, it, this that whole main, that gift. I think was from the fans. It wasn't, I mean, yes, sure. Okay. Sure. It was a J meme, but again, Jennifer kind of said, Hey, go look at this. Don't be a goofball. Don't miss this. Um, and I thought that was really pretty cool. So that gift was, was definitely the way I look at it is from the fans. It just happened to be the governor from the state of Washington that sent it to him. <laughs> I think it's awesome that they gave it, you know, a fan created present given to them on the last episode that they're on. Yeah. I think that's really special and really cool. I think it's funny that Allison thought that she should have been Ali Sheedy. And even though I think your choice of her being Molly Ringwald is spot on for more than one reason. I think Molly Ringwald was kind of the leader. And I think yes. that yeah. made more sense. Ali Sheedy was in the shadows and maybe she identified with that character, but she's totally the Molly Ringwald. So that totally worked perfectly. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was, it was definitely, you know, I have I have millions and millions of faces. I think we've talked about this before and I just had to find one that kind of shifted, but I agree with you. I mean, when I saw that, you know, Allison needed to be the Molly Ringwald because when I grew up, that was my biggest crush was on Molly Ringwald and she was the lead in, in 16 candles and the breakfast club and, you know, yeah. so many other things. So Plus she was on facts of life. So, that Oh, that's right. She was on facts of life as a little girl, like the first or second season, right? Yep. So, so see, you did, you did a good job there. Oh, thanks. I think uh, it's, that was awesome. What a what a nice! You could tell how much Jenna loved it, and the fact that something you made is going to be on their wall. Probably the first thing that goes up in their new house is kind of amazing. Uh, yeah, and you know, I was just I was just thinking um, how lucky I am that they even chose that because Jason Dix does great anima- animations, and uh, you know, Ray his his bus thing is awesome so i was just very very lucky and i guess in the right place at the right time that they picked that because they could have chose anybody's fan artwork again just super lucky and and i was like happy to be play a part of it well bravo this is where i'll insert some applause
or not. <laughs> or forget about it, yeah. <laughs> or totally forget about it. <clears throat> so the end of the show kind of was amazing that she saved the goodbyes and her heartfelt goodbye to Jenna was so sweet and nice. And I'm sure they're going to do, an in, they probably did an in-person one or they're going to, but that goodbye was really nice. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to cry. I'm going to hold it together. Like it was kind of an emotional show anyway, just kind of, for me to cry, it's a lot anyway, but you know, I was feeling, I had some feels. And then when Jenna broke down, I was like, oh dear, <laughs> here we go. This is like, I can't, you know, I could just picture her breaking down and just bringing the whole room to, to, you know, tears or at least welling up. But I'm a lot like Daniel, I think where I, and Jenna even said, but you know, until something happens, I don't really know how to feel yet. And then later I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> it's the end. I, I, I don't think I'll really feel it until next week. It's just like when Allison was fired and that feeling of what's next. Like, I don't know what to feel yet and kind of just shock and disbelief. And then, you know, you kind of get back into the groove of it and I know whatever she does is going to be awesome. And, you know, good luck to Jenna and Al on whatever you guys are going to do. We're, we'll still hear them on sorry, not sorry. And it, it's just, it's going to be hard an adjustment, but it's, I know Allison pulls crazier shit out of her ass than that. So not <laughs> unlike Greg's pencil. <laughs> nice callback. The, I, I'm going to tell you, I like to think of myself as a pretty decent guy. When Jenna was hurting and she started to cry, I, I, I might have, I might have winced a little bit. And, and I listened to that two times. I, I definitely, I got a little choked up and I thought it was, I thought it was so stupid, but I was like, you know, I'm like, what, what, what the heck I, I do? I was mad at myself for doing it, but I realized I don't have this black heart that I think I do. And, uh, <laughs> she was upset she, when she cried. It just, I wanted, I wanted to kind of give her a hug and say, Hey, listen, it's okay. Don't worry about it. So it was, that was, that was rough. I do like mm-hmm. how Allison kind of compared it to Jenna being on the show before in New yeah. York and then again later. And it made her have that feeling of we're going to be together again because that's just how a relationship works. I don't want Allison to move to Georgia for sure, but I'm sure there's going to be something in the future with them and it'll be great. You know, it'll be great. She'll do something great with it. I don't know. Kelly, did you how what were your feelings listening to Thursday and the, the end of the show? I had so many feelings. So I think they started saying their goodbyes at like the 16 minute mark. And I knew it was coming and I went (laughs) into the kitchen and I started eating cake. I was like, I can't (laughs) handle this. That's appropriate. (laughs) Very. That's how I deal with things. So when I just, it broke my heart into a million pieces hearing Jenna cry and um, listening to Allison just, you know, oh, I'm going to cry now. Oh, stop. Oh, no. Uh, It was beautiful. And I, like, I love Jenna and Al so much and I'm going to miss them. Aw. Little Rafi, that turned your heart of stone until, did it melt it a little? You know, I also love Jenna and Al. I love everyone in the Thursday gang, but I am emotionally shut off. And maybe it has to do with the fact that I still hear them every week, twice a week on Sorry Not Sorry, but it hasn't hit me. I thought maybe I would feel sad. When I feel emotions is always a shock to me. So it was not really <laughs> a surprise. You are Jerry that- Seinfeld. 
<laughs> salty discharge. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was beautiful, but I don't feel sad yet, and I don't know if I ever will about about this. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I'm always <laughs> sad in general. Right. Just, <laughs> He's always dying on the inside a little bit. So, yeah. N- next Friday, when it is actually June 30th, and we are supposed to record, <laughs> then maybe you'll have a feeling about the way it is. Next but, week. you know, in, in Rafi's defense, not that he needs it, but uh, no, nah, I mean, you're right. You're, they're, they're not going anywhere. They're not dying. We're still going to listen to them right. on Sorry Not Sorry. You know, it's it's almost like, yeah, okay, well, we're we're crossing this bitch of a country and we're, it'll be okay, you know. I, so I get it. Right. And that is one cool thing about podcasts is just, mm-hmm. you know, you can be anywhere, literally, and still hear them. I think I think I just have more empathy for Allison yeah. having to start from you know there's rubble that she has to like ru- rummage through and like make something out of it and she mm-hmm. always does but you know I feel for her because this is part of her family I mean you think about how we feel that they're our family imagine her and she's losing that huge chunk of it and so i feel for her in that whole i can tell even jenna obviously she's the one that cried (laughs) yeah it was rough it was a rough ending but i think i'm excited and sad at the same time yeah i don't know what i'm excited for one of the (laughs) i was gonna say one of so one positive thing for me is they fly directly to georgia from our biggest airport closest to me so that's cool that is cool I have one thing that I'm doing that's sorry, not sorry related that I can't really share because I don't really know. I know Rafi knows what it is and I don't really know. It just seems like a very strange thing that I'm going to be doing this weekend, but I'm very hard to say. <laughs> well, don't, anyway, yeah, I was going to say, don't, don't share it. Keep it, keep it's it a secret. Be, it's a secret. And if it happens, then you guys will know about it. And if it doesn't happen, then next week you'll really know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go? Are you going to end up egging somebody's house and then going to jail? No, <laughs> no. It's it's just it's an opportunity to do something fun, and I'm hoping that it's true and that it happens. And I'll leave you with that because you'll know if it doesn't. Or Wait a does. minute, Lisa. <laughs> what? Hold on. I'm putting I'm putting two to two. two. I, you're not the person that Al was talking about in Sorry Not Sorry not too long ago. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh. What? Yeah. What did he say? I haven't listened. <laughs> oh, he was just he he in hopes and dreams. Okay. He made mention he made mention of a fan uh, that has something really special planned, uh, and then he hopes it comes true as well. That sort of oh, thing. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It was right. Did anybody else back me up here? I haven't yeah. listened to the newest episode. Well, I I thought hashtag Al was talking about you, Jay. No, this one. <laughs> norm. So sometimes yes, that's embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> no, not this time. This this was not. No, this one's not me. Okay. Well, we'll see. When I got asked to do this, I honestly was like, why isn't Jay being asked to do this? And why isn't Leanne being asked to do this? Because that makes more sense. It sounds very strange, but. We'll find out and see. And you, you know, and, after the pod, yeah, yeah, of right. <laughs> and, and and I will, t- I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I'm happy that anybody else. <laughs> listen, don't Jay did Jay and doesn't always have to be involved in this stuff. So, but I feel that's like awesome. you're a big fan, and I feel like Leanne is a good Mormon fan. So she's like a really good fan, but she's got the Mormon behind her. So that's like even more of a ticket to like she should be part of it. <laughs> but. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's just, we'll see. Well, cool. Well, I, I'm excited to hear about something. You have okay. to tell us more later. 
Something is cool. Shall we, uh, hey, uh, Rafi, do you want to tease Patreon somehow? That doesn't sound herky jerky. <laughs> Great segue. You like that? Hey, you know how you can bring it up? I, I don't know. It's kind of hard now, but you can bring it up. Didn't Greg McFick-Simmons talk about doing some Patreon? And I don't know if that helps you. Wow. What was his last name there, Jay? <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving it. It's okay. I'm so tired. Oh, yeah, it's midnight over there. Yeah. Yep, 12, do you 12. Work, do you work tomorrow? Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do today? work tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I work tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, yes, I work in a few hours. Should we do it during the, like, plug area? I think it'd be yeah. more natural okay, there. All right. Okay. Let's talk about JMOs. Ray. I'm Ray. <laughs> yeah. Are you hey, tired you, too? Lisa, can you keep that? Can you keep that in there, please? I put it right next to Fitzsimmons or however I said it. <laughs> I just gave you shit and then I said Ray. It's not like you're holding a sign up that says hi, Ray. Fuck. Oh. Jay, I don't remember. I don't do you remember. Have any, uh, opinions about JMOs? <laughs> I, I do. I have an opinion about the JMOs, but I forgot who made the original JMO. But it came down to Allison's sock situation from the Greg Fitzsimmons you know, show. I think it was Bruce by Dawn. He it, had the yeah. chopsticks JMO, and I think that turned into that conversation. So I'm going to. All right. So again, this is an embarrassing thing. I hate doing laundry. I hate folding laundry, but my wife takes care of everything except the one thing that she says is you got to do the damn socks. And I do. I put all the socks together and I fold the socks and I put the socks away. She would kill me and I couldn't handle it if I just opened my drawer and threw socks in there without pairing them up. So I have to admit, Allison's nuts about the sock situation. That's a lot of chaos and it's insane. It's insanity, I think, more for a female because usually they have a lot of different kind of socks. My husband's socks, I never realized this, but I do fold them because I want, you know, some order in in the drawer. But I never thought <laughs> about the fact that he has all of the same socks. Why not just throw them all in there and not take the time to fold them? That never dawned on me to do that. Yeah, well, I well, I have business socks and then I have casual oh, socks. Okay, See, I'm like I have underwire socks too. Underwire? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's a lot of chaos. And number one, being in California, I don't wear socks that often anyway. So. It's not usually an issue. And if I had two different socks, I wouldn't like it. Even if they were the same color and two different kinds, like I'm the same as Greg as far as texture. Like I don't want two different feels on my feet. Nope, not not going to happen. I don't, I want the pairs to go together. I put my socks, I pair them up. I pair my kids' socks up together. Everything is in order because I'm anal. But if they're all the same socks, I feel like that's fine. Yeah, Kelly strikes me as somebody who, who ties her socks in knots. <laughs> I don't but put your socks together come on people (laughs) (laughs) i also like number one shout out to bruce by dawn but Mm -hmm. the fact that he has a chopsticks drawer that kind of just like blew me away that's like another i love asian food i never cook it though i we go out for it all the time all different kinds it's like one of my favorite things to eat but i'm too scared to cook it so he must not only be a master brew maker but also cook well or his wife does because Having chopstick drawer, having chopstick drawer. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Having a chopstick drawer is kind of major. I mean, that's dedication. He's an onion. He's like, there's so many layers of complicated awesomeness. Don, you need to be on here. I want to know everything about him. He is fascinating. Yeah. He went from just Don to bruised by Don. We need to know. We need to know what makes you tick, Don, besides beer. We know there, like you said, he is an onion. There's many layers. Yeah, we need to he, know. 
and he's always a really nice guy. He's always, you know, he likes things. He and he's always drinking beer. I mean, how bad of a guy can that be? Yeah, he drove all the way out to my house to deliver his wonderful beer just because he's cool. I mean, just because he's hey, a nice guy. Ho- hold on one second. I flew all the way across the country <laughs> and delivered you Moxie. <laughs> I still don't know how you did that. We're all stand Okay, when we were recording by the time the Moxie came out, yes. we were a few sheets and we were trying to figure out how you brought Moxie over. I honestly thought you brought it on with you, but that's too many ounces of liquid. So true, we true, checked true. Moxie. I had to. Okay, well, this is embarrassing, okay. but I had to do a couple of favors in the back. A little handy. No, crazily enough, I <laughs> it was it was in our, our checked luggage. I shoved it into one of our bags. That was very we, risky. You could have had Moxie soaked clothing. Well, I think. All right, this is going to be terrible. So we, I sprung for some bigger airline tickets um, okay. for that flight over there. And when you spring a little bit more on certain things, you get away. I think you get away with some things that you wouldn't normally if you're just flying like coach or whatever. This is not something that we always do, but I was like, it's coming along. And they're like, okay, great. No problem. See ya. So I think that's how it happened. Well, I mean, that is huge. Honestly, we were pondering it quite a bit. And in our drunken state, it was even more mind boggling. (laughs) The the best, yeah, the best part about the whole thing was like, you can order Moxie online, like on Amazon and it's wicked expensive. I think I was telling you, it was at our local supermarket. It was, I think $3 for that, what, 24 case thing of Moxie. And... I know, I know, I, Ray was talking about, you know, Jay was making the joke about drinking it warm. Absolutely not. That is the way it, it's drink in Maine. It's drink. It's drunken <laughs> in, in Maine, as well as New Hampshire. A lot of, a lot of the old timers drink it warm. I would drink it cold because I think it tastes better cold, but I still, no matter what, it tastes like poop. And you guys were all right. It's awful. It's an awful drink. So you're saying there's a market for these last three cans that are in my garage fridge? Yeah. So, oh, so there's some bars up here that make them into mixed drinks. See, that might work. Okay, we had this medicinal liqueur that we have that I was passing out here that had a similar taste to it. So I thought that might go good together if you like that taste. I bet you it would taste good in Hennessy. Right. How dare you drag my beloved <laughs> cognac into this? Nothing cognac. can save that terrible moxie from being <laughs> what it is and that I is I feel like two po- two negatives maybe well two negatives yeah. make a negative two wrongs don't make it right lisa <laughs> <laughs> thank you at least you said it <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to digress this whole conversation into moxie little rafi did i already i don't even know did i ask you about jmos yet <laughs> uh no you did not but i did not pick one there were a couple that made me angry but i'm gonna let it go i think okay. we should ask kelly if a jmo struck her fancy I am going to pick up Raphael's anger, and I'm going to run with it. I think I know what he's talking about. The non-JMOs. Ugh. Yes. And there was a repeat as well, but I want to call them something. Didn't we have a name for non-JMOs? J-Blows? I don't know. What were they? (laughs) What? J-Blows? Oh, whoops. (laughs) Oops. Yepsies. No, I don't don't remember any name for them. Yeah, I I mean, we have to do better. We have to do better as listeners we do it's not just like random thoughts it's got to be no i submitted Uh, so i oh i was gonna say i i submitted one 
uh, probably last week at some point, and I kept reading it to myself, reading it to myself, and I thought it was not a JMO. I ended up deleting it because I was not impressed with it. Really? Yeah. That's good. I, That's good that you edit yourself because some people yeah. really should do that. Be like Jay. Well, don't be, be like to- Jay. Yeah. yeah, well, that could get you into trouble, but yes. <laughs> One that I did like, Alice Caldwell says... <laughs> Feel indignant and judged when told my password is too weak when creating online or accounts online. I don't feel indignant or judged, but I do feel frustrated. For sure. Who was this Thursday or Monday? Do you that was Thursday. Okay, so it was David Huntsberger. I think I feel like him. Whenever I get it like fair up, I'm like, okay, you're ha- you should be happy now. Stop, yep. stop like picking on me. Like that's fine. We did the bare minimum. Let's move on. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome. Although maybe I should do a little bit better since my credit card was stolen. <laughs> I still haven't gotten my money back yet. I don't know if it was Daniel that was saying, okay, you have to jump through these other hoops that nobody else makes you do. So you have to change your normal one and add something else. And it's going to be the only one that has that. And it's for nothing where you're just like, really, you need this much security on paying my gas bill or whatever they were talking about. Right. Which, by the way, I had a friend that worked for the gas company and she totally always looked up people and if they paid their bills or not. (laughs) She'd always be like, oh, you remember that guy? Like, he totally is like three months behind on his gas bill. (laughs) Oh, good to know. (laughs) I was going to say, what did she she do with this information? I know. It's like, and? Because she was big into gossip. That's why. Oh. Fucking asshole. Good for her. Oh, yeah. How nice, how nice for her. She can suck a bag of dicks. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Well, I think this is a good place to end it. I'm super sad that it's the last Jenna and Al episode, and I'm excited to hear what next week sounds like, but not excited about it, and I just hope that Allison's not super freaked out right now, because I'm we all know she is and i hope that she realizes that we're all going to be there for her and love her no matter what and support her it's going to be awesome so i look forward to what she turns it into but i am sad for today anyway if you want to be a part of the show email bfancast at gmail.com follow the show on twitter at bfancast follow me at jmos and bffs and i want to say thank you to Jason Dix, who I never give shout outs to, but thank you for posting this show to iTunes and always being helpful and doing that and never asking for anything and just giving of your time. So thank you, Jason Dix. Kelly, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Satchels of Gold. And I almost said Reagan. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I could see your name right in front of me. Jay, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at J. The letter J underscore Inslee, and it's spelled I N S L E Y. Little Rafi, co host with the most. Where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at RMC Guitars, and also everyone should make sure that they are supporting Allison any way they can uh, by clicking through her Amazon banner, buying a t shirt, buying a pin, supporting her on Patreon, of course. Today they just posted another TV episode for Twin Peaks Season 3, Episode 7, and I think you have some thoughts on Twin Peaks, don't you? I do have some thoughts. Originally, this the first time I talked about the new the Twin Peaks The Return on this show, I said, of course, I'm going to love it no matter what. And I'm going to trust the process that David Lynch has for us. But I also said it seemed like David Lynch was just jacking off all over our faces. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, you've got a bunch of money, so go ahead and just do whatever the fuck you want and just, like, literally just pleasure yourself. But now that I'm at episode six and seven, it's all coming together and it makes more sense and it makes me think of him as even more of a genius and I'm just, like, so fucking in love with this show. So that's my thought. So I did want to at least have an update and I'm excited to hear how Daniel feels about it because I think he kind of felt the same way. I don't know if he said jack off at all, but, you know... (laughs) We might have had some similar feelings. And it's such a personal thing for me, loving Twin Peaks. But so talking about it was so weird and hearing other people's opinions. But it's been really fun. I like I'm I'm part of a lot of pages on Facebook and a lot of them make me mad because people aren't open to everyone's opinions. And I'd rather hear I want to hear the negative and the positive because with any kind of art or any show, anything, there are things you're not going to like about it. And I'm going to accept it because it's what David Lynch wanted. But I still didn't like a lot of things. And now it's just I want to rewatch all of it again because it's just it's awesome. And I'm in love with it. And I'm I can't believe that in 2017, we're all sitting around talking about Twin Peaks again. It's just kind of amazing to me. It's like a dream. Anyway, thank you, Rafi. (laughs) Also, before we end, I also want to say that Also, she posted another kind of post-show bonus from the last Jen and Al episode. So you obviously want to hear that, especially because it's been kind of creating an interesting conversation over on the Patreon page. And me and Megan have been texting about it. So you guys should support her for that. And also, if you're missing Jenna already, rent Fun to Hug for $1 or $2. It's a good way to get her in your living room for an hour. (laughs) Heyo, she's fun to hug. Wow, why did you make it sound like that? It, also with the That's Patreon. all your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Allison and Jenna recorded a bonus episode that I don't know when is going to come out. So that's kind of worth it in itself to support her. You should support her anyway. But if you want more Jenna, you want more Al, there's some bonus ups in there and then all the upcoming things. So thank you for that, Rafi. Thing. First, I agree with you about Twin Peaks completely. Episode six is really where it started turning around for me. Yes. And then also about Patreon. Allison um, now supports audio RSS feeds, so you can plug in a a specific link that is just unique to you into um, whatever podcast player you use, whether it's Apple, Overcast, anything like that. And when the new bonus episodes become available, they will just download right into your player. So it's very convenient. That is awesome. And I think after we're done recording, I might need your help to help me figure out how to do that. Okay. Because I'm not very smart with the technology. But that is so cool that, that it's just going to be even easier to, to get it all in one place. So that's another reason. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this last episode with Jenna and Al. And next week, it'll be interesting to see what she brings. So, Brittany, I love you. And to Jenna and Al. So long, farewell, I'll be saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty side. So this is the last time we will most likely all sit at this table together. I would propose a final singing of the fruit song. <gasps> oh yeah, people would love that. Oh my gosh. But I don't know how to start it on purpose. Okay. Oh, there you go. What fruits do you like? Do you like? I like the apple and the pineapple. I like the apple and the pineapple. Oh, apple, pineapple. Oh, 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 oh. Melon, watermelon. Oh, 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 oh. 
Oh. I'm going nice. to miss singing that song with you guys. That, I'm truly yeah. happy for you, but also very sad to see you guys leave. What do they? What do they call? Because I never use this term, but what do they call the people who uh, who don't drink when you're going out? The oh, um, boring. Oh, bummers. Well, that too. But <laughs> I was thinking, like with, with the dual with the dual hosting, Raphael can be your designated driver. That's oh, what it's called. I don't know why none of us knew that. No, Raph can clearly, be the I'm not familiar driver. with that term. <laughs>